think it's pretty much stopped raining. The water is dripping from the guttering. Actually not quite stopped, but not as heavy as it was. I've been sitting, sitting in bed, listening to the rain on the roof and thinking I really do need to go out and check on the chicken and feed the wild birds. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm putting off the moment. Oh, actually, as always, when I'm actually standing out in the rain, it feels quite nice. Hello, I'm Michael Nobbs, and this is episode 1636 of the One Thing Today podcast, or at least it's the introduction to episode 1636. The podcast will be along in a moment. This is the first podcast of the year. I have been recording hibernation podcasts over the winter, which you may have heard over on Patreon. And if you haven't listened, they're still available publicly. So I'll leave a link below today's podcast if you would like to go back and hear how winter has been for me. But it's spring here in Wales. The daffodils are out. The rain is falling. The grass is looking very green. And <laughs> there's a blackbird head staring at me waiting for her mealworm. So I'm just going to do that. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. I recorded it just before the weekend and I'm taking a walk up the hill in my daytime pyjamas and I'm talking a little bit about daytime pyjamas, offline days and the beautiful big oak tree at the top of the hill. I hope you enjoy listening and as always, if you are a regular listener, please do consider coming over and joining me on Patreon, it makes a real difference to my life, makes it possible for me to continue to record these podcasts. And at the moment, I'm experimenting a little bit over on Patreon, and for the next couple of months, all my content will be available on all tiers. So why not join up and find out what I'm doing over there? It would be lovely to have your company. Here's today's podcast. I'm off to feed some hungry birds. I'm just wondering if I want to wear gloves or not. I don't know. Shutting the studio door. I've got gloves in my pocket if I... Oh, if I need them, but I've forgotten something important. <laughs> I'm taking some mealworms down to the gate to put on the gate post for the wild birds. And then I'm going to go for a bit of a walk to see how it feels because I'm wearing my daytime pyjamas with my walking boots. Hello, there's sheep right by the gate. Hello, oh, they're heading off. I know in past years, the sheep do learn to tolerate me, but yeah, they're not there yet this year. It's nice to see them back though. All right, I'm just putting a handful of mealworms on each gatepost, which has become, they've both become quite a, a regular feeding point for the wild birds because my neighbor has two new kittens who like to sit underneath 
the vegetable trough where I used to always put sorry Robin has just arrived to have some millworms yes I used to always put the millworms on the vegetable trough but I'm less inclined to do that in the mornings now because especially if I'm not around to watch because yeah I'm worried about the kittens getting at the birds. I don't want to feel like I'm responsible for cats catching birds. And this is a, a better spot for that. It does mean that I can't see the feeding going on through my kitchen window, which is a shame. But yeah, a, I love watching them here too. <laughs> this Robin isn't the regular visiting Robin that I used to talk about quite a lot. But I wonder if he's a relative. And again, I say he, I just get a sense that this one is a he. Uh, there's another one that's around as well. And I think of as she, but I don't know. So I've got some blue tits. The robin, that looks like a cold tit. And some sparrows. And they're all just taking it in turns. They're queuing up, coming down, taking millworm, flying off, and the next one comes. Some are a little shyer than others. That blue tit. <laughs> oh my goodness, I've turned round and the sheep have all gone, at least. For my, I, I can just see them against the brow of the hill, as they're not very tolerant of me. So yes, I've climbed over the gatepost in my pyjamas. <laughs> you can only just see them because I've got my big duffel coat on, got my walking boots on, and I'm just sort of testing the edges of what feels comfortable. Um, part of the reason when I have what I call pyjama days or pyjama weeks, is that wearing daytime pyjamas during the day does does keep me within a certain area. It sort of restricts what I do, which where I need to rest is a really good thing. But sometimes it is nice to come for a walk on a pyjama day. So, well, <laughs> we're just seeing so far so good. I'm very unlikely to see anybody. And I certainly wouldn't feel comfortable walking down the lane like this or taking this walk further than my usual circular walk via the big oak. And I don't want to either because, yeah, it feels important to keep, to keep pyjamas and pyjama days as something that is quite curtailed. It is about resting. And sometimes for me, Going for a stroll is part of that. So I wonder if I'm expanding the definition a little bit of what I mean by pyjama day. By expanding where I feel comfortable walking. But still feeling the comfort of, of wearing daytime pyjamas.
whilst hibernation is over, and I am doing more. I've been to town a few times in the last couple of weeks, um, which is an expansion of beyond hibernation. I mean, I wasn't doing that really before hibernation started, I think. No, I wasn't. Actually, during hibernation, I had a walk on the seafront. But before it started, I was very, still very much at home. So, yes, the end of this hibernation is, has heralded a much bigger opening up. But I still definitely feel the need for, for comfort and rest. And, yeah, I think pyjama days. In fact, I'm thinking that I'm going to have a pyjama weekend this weekend. I've, for the last three weeks, I've been offline over the weekend from Thursday evening through to Monday evening. And I'm doing the same this weekend. So I thought I would I'd record a walk for you before, before the weekend, though it's possible. I won't get this edited and out to you until, until after the weekend, we'll see. But these offline weekends, they are, they are proving, well, it's a mix, I feel mixed about them. Um, but I think overall they feel like a positive thing. I do feel, uh, I feel, well, I feel the disconnection, which is part of the point. And most of that is a good thing, but it does feel uncomfortable, particularly as I start. And I'm noting today particularly <laughs> the urge to, to... Well, I made a message for a friend earlier and I'm recording this. And I think it's about, yeah, wanting to feel, feel a connection before I go offline. But the lovely thing about being offline when I'm, when I'm sort of in it, when I've settled into it, is I feel, I start to feel slower connections. So I have been writing letters and I think I'll be doing that again this weekend. And, you know, there's no way that the person I'm writing to is going to see what I've written very quickly. And if I'm not writing till uh, Saturday, for instance, a letter's not going to be picked up from the post box until Monday. So, yeah, the earliest that someone's going to see something I write on Saturday or Sunday is Tuesday. And even, even that's pretty unlikely with the speed of the post. And if I'm writing to someone overseas, well, yeah, that's going to take even longer. And yeah, that feels, in some way, sometimes it can feel a bit uncomfortable, but it also does feel like a really good thing, embracing that, that slow connection. 
and oddly, I'm not sure I can explain why, wearing pyjamas. <laughs> um, adds to that, is part of that. That slowness, that, that disconnection. And that restfulness. I have no idea if this is making sense. I'm not even sure it will quite make sense to me. But, yeah, it feels something that I want to experiment with at the moment. Oh my goodness, I just walked through Crabapple Tree Gate. I'm walking up towards the gateway to the big oak field. It's quite still the air. You can probably hear that. It's quite cold. I haven't put my gloves on, but I think it wouldn't be a bad thing if I did. And the sheep that were in my field by the gate are now slowly heading off to my right as a as a gap under the hedge, under the fence in this field, which is just right for sheep. I have to crouch down to go through it, but they can walk through it really easily. That goes through into the next field and to a little hillock, which I call Bluebell Hill, which in a few months, a couple of months, will be covered in bluebells and probably covered in bluebell shoots just now. Oops. That's one day soon I shall go and have a look. But probably not today. And Big Oak Field has quite a few sheep in of its own. They're looking at me rather suspiciously. Just wondering if I'm going to turn right or turn left. I'll disturb them less if I turn right, but that will mean I won't actually reach the big oak, but maybe that's okay. I'm looking at it from here. Increasingly, I see the big oak as a tree that looks out to the south, standing, bearing witness to the hillside. And <laughs> when it's bare like this, it looks very much like uh, well, like an Ent, like I imagine an Ent. I don't know if you read The Lord of the Rings. Never a huge fan of The Lord of the Rings, though I do know the story. Well, not a huge fan. I found it very difficult to read completely, but I mean, there are aspects of it that I really like, including the idea of Ents, which, if you don't know, are tree beings that move very, very slowly and think very very deeply and I imagine this big oak is much the same it feels very much like it has a face as from where I'm standing the silhouette of a face it has a dark spot that looks like an ear just above a bump out of the trunk that looks like a face or a nose or a snout and then at the back, there's a, what was a trunk, which has obviously been, in fact, I can think I can see on the ground where it's fallen and been snapped off uh, in a storm. So it's quite, it's quite uh, stubby. It looks very much like an ear out of the back of this watchful creature. But I am going to walk up 
the sheep have given the big oak itself quite a wide berth, so I think I'm gonna walk up to it. I think it's about 8am. And I think sunrise might even be before 7 now, I think it probably is. The light is returning very rapidly, it's about only about three weeks now to the to the equinox. We'll have equal night and equal day, so it's got to make a bit of progress in the next three weeks. And it does feel like there's a lot of energy in the air at the moment, and I'm not sure I've got the energy to match it. But it has been lovely coming out for a walk this morning. I'm going to take a photo, I think, of this ent-like oak tree watching down the valley, down the hillside, where it's been standing for, I think, for about 180 years. No idea how long I've been talking for. About 15 minutes, I think. Okay. Well, I wish you a good day, a slow day, if that's what you need. A day where maybe you take one small step to move your creative life on a little, if that feels right. And maybe a day that you wear pyjamas and test the edges of where that feels comfortable. Take care, have a lovely day, and I will talk to you again before too much longer. Bye-bye.